All right, and we're back with another episode. Um, as usual, we're going to start off with a little bit of history. Um, on this day, in 2001, Ocean's Eleven premiered in Los Angeles, and that is the movie with, um, okay, what's his name? George Clooney, uh, I think Brad Pitt's in it. Oh, it's a big cast, a huge cast of people. Brad Pitt, uh, Matt Damon, Don Cheadle. Um, and yeah, so it, that movie, it's about a, a heist. And I think it was based on another movie that was made, like, I don't really know when. Uh, I think the 60s, which starred, um, oh God, Amy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, secondly, in 2002, The Two Towers, the second Lord of the Rings film premiered in New York. Hmm. I yeah. saw the first one and stopped there. Right, yeah. I think I watched the trilogy and then the ones about the Hobbits, I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to watch that. <laughs> um, in 2006, Audrey Hepburn's famous um, Givenchy dress from Breakfast at Tiffany's was auctioned off for charity in London and it brought in over $900,000. Wow. Yeah. And then lastly... On this date, in um, uh, I forgot to put the date on this, but it was not too long ago. But I want to say it's 2008, but uh, mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson was sentenced to 33 years in prison for 32 years in prison for kidnapping and um, armed robbery, which you know he did not serve the full time because he is out tweeting. Right. So. Yes, that was a uh, definitely an uh, ordeal. No one's all right. coming. No, no, right. <laughs> one likes film, the other TV. Together, they chronicle life in the peak entertainment era. It's a streamable life. If you're hearing this, we thank you for pressing play on another edition of It's a Streamable Life podcast with Brendan and Lauren. For the month of December, we will be taking turns to recap the year in content, grading the best and worst we've watched in TV and film, and we will start with our D-list, uh, content that barely passed the class. <laughs> but first, let's rewind the past week in news with our headlines. So after uh, being suspended, it came out yesterday that Chris Cuomo has been terminated at CNN indefinitely. Um, I guess for starters, he was suspended after they uncovered some new information regarding him helping his brother, uh, former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo with his sexual harassment case, which we know was a conflict of interest as Chris was a reporter at CNN. I think he used certain sources and connections to aid his brother's team, which was a big no-no. On top of that, it has come to light that a sexual harassment file against Chris was filed days before he was suspended. So now he has been um, terminated from his job at CNN and I believe Jake Tapper will take over his segment. So yeah, both Cuomo's lost their job this year. What a fall from grace. Mm Mm-hmm. Immediate. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, and some 
better news, SAC-AFTRA has established a sexual harassment prevention committee. Um, and with their new president, Fran Drescher, um, they're announcing a committee that will work nationwide in different chapters um, of the union that will prevent um, unsafe workplaces for both men and women. Um, Dresser uh, basically saying, you know, the casting couch is terminated. That sort of culture of actors doing things for roles and whatnot. Um, they're, they're trying to eliminate um, the rampant uh, abuse of, of workers in their, in their industry. So this is just a start to that. Um, and finally, in a story I had was no idea aware of, um, uh, there was an exoneration of an Anthony Broadwater. Um, he was a black man who had served um, up to maybe 20 years in prison for a crime he said he did not commit. Um, he has since been released, of course, but he was still on the sexual offender list because he had been convicted of rape. Uh, well, it turns out that he um, was not the suspect. He had been falsely accused. And the accuser was Alice Siebold. She is an author. You may have read or yeah. seen the movie, The Love Lonely Bones, Lovely yeah. Bones. She Lovely wrote Bones. that, yes. Um, and she also wrote a memoir called Lucky about her life and included her alleged rape by Broadwater. Um, it came to light that not only could she not identify the suspect um, in a lineup, she just accused Broadwater at the trial. What in the hell? Right. So um, the publisher has stopped all makings of her memoir. And there was actually a film supposed to be made based on it. That was set to star um, Victoria Peretti from You. She has since dropped out, given that Broadwater was found innocent. So um, there, I'm sure there'll be more developments in that story. Um, I guess recently Sibo put out a statement saying she apologizes to Mr. Broadwater, but that was about it. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of terrifying, too. Mm-hmm. Just... It, it, the justice system, while we want to say trust in it, it, it continuously fails. Yes, all the time. Yeah. Um, That's all I had. Okay. Uh, let's see, what do I have here? Oh, firstly, um, longtime senator and just all around um, kind of a, how would you say it, a, a, a political name that I think everybody knows, uh, Senator Bob Dole passed away at the age of 98. Uh, say he died today or yesterday. I can't remember. I, I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. yeah. He, um, he's a senator in uh, Kansas, I believe. Yeah, Kansas and a um, uh, one time or a couple of times uh, presidential nominee for the Republicans. So a long career. I think he was in the Senate from like the 70s to 1996, which is absolutely insane. But um, Yeah, I, I did not know he had still been living. Yeah, I feel bad saying that, but um, <laughs> he did. And what's kind of odd is that, you know, he, was, he had been around so long and he was 
Um, you kind of heard people poke fun at him, like, you know, he had a whole thing about, you know, just Bob Dole does this, Bob Dole does that, and um, kind of eerie, Norm McDonald was the one that used to play him on Saturday Night Live, and we know Norm McDonald just passed away earlier this year as well, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of sad, but it's interesting, I guess, the household names that we know in every sector of life, you know, they, they got to get old at some point, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, um, Pin 15, a show on Hulu about, uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's two adult women who play 13-year-old versions of themselves uh, will end after its second season, which was just released, I want to say, either last week or maybe over the weekend. But yeah, like I said, the, f- the show is, it focuses on two women who play their 13-year-old selves as they go through middle school. And just kind of the um, all the weird things that happened at the turn of the uh, the millennium, really. So like the early two thousands. So AIM, boy bands, all this type of stuff. So it's it's pretty funny. And, uh, have to catch up with those episodes. Yeah, I've got. I've, my friends always said it's really good. I need to need to watch it. It's so funny, especially since you know we grew up in that time. You'll you'll absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, and then in some good news, um, and this definitely happened last week, I think it came out last Thursday, that uh, the Grammy, I guess whoever's behind the Grammys has taken away Marilyn Manson's um, nomination for uh, for his Grammy, for the 64th um, Grammys coming up. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I saw that he was like removed as a writer on... Right. One of Kanye West's songs, or something like that. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of backlash, not just for him. You know, there's a couple people who got nominated for things. Be like, really? So, yeah, be be interesting discussion because I'm pretty sure the Academy came out and said, you know, we're not going to bar anyone from being nominated. Um, Whether they can come to the ceremony or if they win, that's a different story, but. Right. They say if the art falls within the time period, it can be it's up for grabs, basically. Right. Um, this weekend's box office, uh, Encanto took the top spot again, um, and I believe Ghostbusters Afterlife might have hit like the hundred million mark globally or something like that. Yeah. Um, which I've heard good things about. Um, and then trailer things wise, I was. I saw two trailers this week, actually this weekend, um, uh, either today or yesterday, HBO Max released the first look of season two of Raised by Wolves. This is the sci-fi action thriller series from Ridley Scott and um, Aaron Gazowski. Um, it, It was an interesting first season. Oh, so you watched it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang, I, I didn't know that. We should have talked about that. Yeah, it was, this show was weird as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I eventually finished it. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's out there. I mean, it, it's one of those shows where I think you start it like, what's going on? And then you're like, you know what? I'm on episode four. I might as well watch these next six. So. Right, just let it wash over you. 
Um, but the trailer looks like, you know, we'll get some more action. Um, definitely highlighting that the androids are becoming more human right. and what that could pose, you know, in relations to the extra humans and sort of the unrest that's occurring um, on the planet. So that premieres February 3rd on HBO Max. And then after, I believe Sony may have teased this on Twitter, or one of the creators teased this, but we got the first look at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. This is a sequel to the um, Academy Award-winning animated film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that featured Miles Morales. Um, It doesn't come out until October of next year. But we did did get to see the first look. Um, uh, The first movie was great. Excellent. Many people say it's the best Spider-Man film, period. Um, And we see Miles sort of reunite with uh, Gwen Stacy or Spider-Gwen from another universe. And evidently in this film, he will be thrown into a different universe um, with another Spider-Man. So it's very exciting. I I was just like, you know, maybe 15 minutes or so ago, I was looking at different websites and I'll, I'll have to go back and try to find it. But I think because of the little teaser trailer, somebody had written that how badly the theaters need a movie like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, like how mm-hmm. just kind of, they need something like that for the, the real big, big boost. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully by then, we would think things would be, I mean, we, we've been saying this for the past year and a half, back to normal, back to normal, but right, right. with a vaccine and we would hope that things would be better. Yeah. Better, yeah. So still wishful thinking at this point, but that that would be something, um, especially for that movie. Because um, there's still a lot of people in bigger cities that, can't get to the theater or just aren't comfortable. So it's different for uh, everybody. That concludes our news segment. Let's get into our streams of the week. Um, I'll go first. I didn't watch a lot, but what I did watch, I finished. Amazon Prime had a new series called Harlem. And this is from Tracy Oliver, the uh, writer of Girl's Trip. Um, And it features four Black women living in Harlem and follows their, you know, careers, uh, personal lives, everything. Um, Sort of like a Sex in the City, Living Single type comedy drama. Stars Megan Good um, and Grace Byers, which we remember from uh, Empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as two other actresses that were really good. Let me get their names to make sure I don't forget. Um, Shaniqua Shandai, who played Angie, she was hilarious. And then there was one more actress, Jerry Johnson, who played Ty. Okay. Um, it's ten episodes altogether, half hour, and it was really good. Something to you can easily binge on. It was funny. Um, the writing was good. They had great um, co-stars. Whoopi Goldberg's in this. 
um, Jasmine Guy, um, Tyler Lepley from, uh, he's most well-known from P-Valley and the Tyler Perry shows. Um, so yeah, if you need something, if you're looking for something like little, um, uh, what's the word? Just a feel-good show to watch. Yeah. You can definitely dip into that. It, it, it's really good. Okay. All right. Well, I watched a couple of things. I think last week I said I wanted to watch the single all the way, which was the new Netflix rom-com. So I, I did watch that. And it was expect pretty much what you would expect. It was it was cheesy, but it was good. And um Yeah. I mean like it was fun. It, it's <laughs> It was hard to watch it and not think about the one that Amazon just put out with Kristen Stewart last year because it's essentially the same story, just like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. But no, it was, so it was decent, and and the you know, the plot was that a, a a guy is going back home to visit his family for the holidays. Everybody's expecting him to bring a boyfriend. That's kind of how he leads them on. He doesn't, and then. As things go on, he asks his friend to go with him, and then he pretends to be his boyfriend sometimes, and it's really interesting. And um, but but pretty good, kind of really lighthearted. Has Jennifer Coolidge in it, which is always funny. So yeah, it was good. It's good and easy to watch. I think it was maybe right at like an hour and a half. Oh okay. Yeah, not too long at all. Um, and then It's Always Sunny, the show that is on FX, came back. And I want to get this right because I think they set a record. This is their season. This is their 15th season. And I can't, yeah, I can't remember what it what they did. Oh, God, they beat some record. It was being like the longest running something. I should have written it down. But um, but yeah, so if you don't know about oh, It's Always Sunny, it's a, a group of five people who own a bar. And they live in Philadelphia, and they just get into the most random and obscene, um, like shenanigans. Is really off the wall, really kind of funny, really raunchy at points. But um, uh, it has Danny DeVito. It's probably the most known person in it. But yeah, it's, it's hilarious. So that came back. And then I watched a movie called Sheila Baby, which has been in my list on HBO Max for a long time. And this one was a very I'm gonna find it because she's like Twitter famous, <laughs> New York people. But her name is Rachel. I'm gonna butcher her last name. Rachel Sinnott is or Sinnott. I'm just gonna ask him how I'm gonna say it. But she, um, in this movie, she is a young woman who's just kind of like trying to find herself. And um, I think she's just great at high school, graduated from ooh, college, and she is trying to figure out you know what to do with her life, but. In the meantime, she is um, working like as a sugar baby. And so then what happens is that she goes to um, a Shiva, which in I think Jewish tradition is kind of, um, it's, like a, it's like a morning period. I think it's a week long. And so she, they're sitting Shiva or Shiva is how they, they say it. But anyway, she goes to this event with her other, with like her family and there's people that she knows and kind of like you would at a funeral. And mm -hmm. um, she runs into the guy that she's been sleeping with from for being a sugar baby, and she uh, 
and then things just kind of quickly fall apart. Her ex-girlfriend's there. People keep asking her what she's going to do with her life. The guy that she's been sleeping with isn't quite the person that he's made himself out to be. His, his wife makes all the money, and he just kind of kind of lives, and he has a daughter that he, she didn't know about. She's, he's married, which she also didn't know about. So it's pretty oh, good. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good and really quick. And it's, how about, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. It's, a lot happens. And there's like no room to breathe. It's very like anxiety inducing. If if you watch it, you'll see what I mean because there's so many conversations happening at once. But it, it was it was enjoyable. So. I heard a lot of good things about that, specifically um, her performance in it. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. So yeah, so that's all I watched. All right, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll have our final segments. All right, welcome back. We're going to get into our other segment here, No Concessions. What are you recommending for us this week? Okay, this one is uh, one of my favorite movies and a really good one. This is Children of Men. It's a 2006 um, science fiction thriller. And uh, the director was Alfonso Cuaron, who has done so many films that we know. Um, uh, I can name them all, but we won't. But this film... um, focuses on, um, it also stars, I guess I should say, Clive Owen, Julian Moore, and Michael Caine. And they live in this kind of, this future where uh, infertility is a huge problem and, and mankind is on the brink of going extinct. And um, like, um, uh, they, <laughs> what, what they think will be the last hope for survival, like this, this child dies and then what happens is like um, Clive Owen kind of emerges as this like hero to keep um, keep kind of things going. And then they learn that a woman is pregnant and this woman is the only pregnant woman on earth. And that's kind of where the story goes. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to take in, but it, it's, really, it's really good. And unfortunately mm-hmm. it's not streaming anywhere. It just happened to come on television and I DVR'd it so oh gotcha yeah I hadn't seen it in a long time but yeah it was it's good it's really good all righty I've heard great things about it I've just never watched it but I know it's one of probably one of the best films of the last 20 years yeah. or so it, it's, yeah, it's, it definitely gets those type of accolades it's, it's definitely one of those films that you have to watch because explaining it won't there, there's a lot of different um, I'd, parts to the whole equation that like you have to see to kind of understand it. But yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. All right, we'll get into our next segment here, our feature presentation. Uh, for the month of December, we'll be recapping the content we consumed this year, um, this very long year. Um, and we'll be starting from the bottom up on our new report card with the D-list. So we'll take turns announcing uh, the content that either didn't make the cut or barely made the cut. Um, I don't have a lot 
in either category. So that's why I said we can include the ones that failed and those that got a D rating. So okay. do you want to start with movies then to TV? That way it stays in. Yeah, because I think I have more movies than, than anything. Okay. So let's start with those that just barely miss passing the class. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had two movies. Um, for me, first up um, was a film I saw during Sundance, First Date. Oh. Um, this was a an interesting film that sort of tried to flip the script on the um, coming of age, teenage humor date yeah. movie. Um, for one, it started black uh, protagonist, black male, and it was set in Southern California. And basically the male um, attempted to ask, you know, a girl from school on a date he winds up getting involved in shenanigans and it brings in another storyline of like some criminal syndicate and drugs and the police and the shootout it was just a lot going on yeah i remember when you described that to me i was like wait what like like i could see what i was trying to do but i've just seen other people do a lot better and this was like the first actual film from the creators um it was just it was not good so um yeah and then the second film i have is the highly anticipated mortal Kombat. i as a fan of the game and the franchise i know that we weren't going to get any oscar nominated scripts or anything like that but what we got was frankly one not Mortal Kombat to me yeah and just a very sloppy um just something to get the fans riled up yeah basically It, it just it just wasn't good it was boring some of the subjects didn't make sense some of the characters died Literally, when they first got on the screen, it was like, why are they here anyway? It was just a lot of, a lot of no. So those are the two when films I, that got asked for me. When I watched it, I was just thinking they would have been better off making it kind of an origin story between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Like, yeah, that could have just been the, it. Right. And actually, they do that sort of in the animated films that they make. Yeah. It just like focuses on like Scorpion or Sub Zero or something like that. That would have been a lot better, yeah. Okay. So um, for me, I have not many more than you. I have, I have three movies that just got Fs. Um, the first, Space Jam, uh, love mm. LeBron James, uh, great basketball player, one of the best. But this didn't need to happen. It just did not need to happen. Um, you just you don't want to sound like that person that's like you know don't touch the original, but this just wasn't good. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not, it was like it's uncalled for. Um, yeah, yeah. It just didn't, it didn't work. So that was that. Um, oh, what's to my list here? Oh God, where am I? The second one, I know because I waited for so long and it had a great cast. 
and this was the woman in the window and mm. they can like it got pushed back and pushed back and the cast was sick it had amy adams uh, gary oldman anthony mackie and julian moore I said her name like three times tonight she was in it but um it, yeah it it no it didn't come off and this is one uh amy adams plays a, like a what's the word Agoraphobic. Uh, she was afraid to go outside, I think. Yeah. She lives in New York and um, she sees a crime happen and it's like, you know, what does she do? Or, and so it, it, but it just didn't play out well. It didn't, not the way the trailer hyped it up. So, um, and then I have these all in my head and I literally cannot think of the third one. Oh my God. <laughs> it might come back to you. Right, right. It may come back. Well, if it yeah. does. Um, and then on the TV side, I have one flunky. Um, the brilliant idea of American Horror Stories with an S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people said it got better or said that certain episodes were better. I gave up after episode one because it just, or episode two, what that whole first murder house scenario, yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me. No, no. They killed the black woman first, it, right, it was just right. a lot, a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree because then they had um, the part that killed me it was what's her name, Kaya Gerber? Is that who it is? I think so. Yeah, I think, I mean, she's like an it girl now, but she, boy, she was hard to watch. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, that's what took me out. And so I, I agree on that one. Did you have any other TVs in the F category? Uh, no, 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 not F. Not okay. F, no. All right. Then we'll move up to the actual D list here. Um, these are people that did the bare minimum. Or below the bare minimum. They just showed up to class. That's about it. Um, <laughs> Movie-wise, um, I have Netflix's Beckett. Uh, this was sort of like the hype up um, solo film starring um, John Washington David. No, right, right. John David Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Denzel's son, who I mean, he's he's building up a a resume, but right, right, slowly. Um, he was uh, him and his girlfriend are backpacking in Greece or somewhere, and they're headed to their next hostel or whatever. He falls asleep, car wreck, she dies. And some reason where he crashes, he unearths some conspiracy. So he is now a target of like Greece, Greek politicians and dirty police. And basically the film just was like, everyone's out to kill the single black man in the middle of Rome or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't give what I think they thought it was going to give. Right. Um, it just... It, the, the story was really sloppy after once the pursuit starts and I really wasn't sure what the message was supposed to be. It, it was just really weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and once again, uh, we talk about it so often, but that trailer, 
the trailer gave me like Inception vibes almost. I don't know how to explain it, but you thought you, it, it seemed like it's going to be some sort of like uh, going to play with your mind a little bit, but it, yeah, it, it didn't. Yeah, it was just playing games. It, yeah. Um, and then my second movie um was Halloween Kills. The way I was so excited for this film, because seeing Halloween in theater and just the way they were able to bring, you know, um, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis back. Right, right. And her family and like the legacy of trauma and just the way they executed it well. I was like, yes, this second film is going to like just expand on that and instead they went with like I don't know they replaced story with like hack and gore and just a terrible commentary on mob mentality that felt very it just felt very weird so yeah those were my two um Two films in the D section. Okay. All right. Um, once again, too many things running here. Um, for mine, I had uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. This was with Angelina Jolie. Do you remember that coming out? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's supposed to be like a a new age Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once again, there's another movie with a good cast. Angelina Jolie, um, Nicholas Holt was in it. And... Um, it, it wasn't bad, but it, it lacks something. Like, um, sometimes things just, like, aren't believable. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like, uh, Angelina Jolie plays, like, uh, or what she play? like, somebody that fights fires. Or they, they fight, like, wildland fires and stuff. And every time she would come out of the brush, she would just look so model-esque. It was just very... <laughs> Yeah, there was stuff that just didn't work. And the story was kind of there. And, and the main story is that a teenage boy witnesses his dad die and then he goes on a run with Angelina Jolie and kind of uh, in the wilderness of uh, either Wyoming or Montana so yeah but it, it was decent and kind of entertaining but just didn't really hold me and then um, the other one which I was kind of excited for and it, it still did as part a little bit but um Gunpowder Milkshake. Did you watch that? I started it and maybe got a fourth way through and was like, something just isn't clicking. Yeah, that's exactly the the whole movie really doesn't click. But it and it was such a, a, a interesting topic. I think um like it's so it starts off with a a, a woman has like a, a flashback and she learns or she realizes that she's in, her mother was an assassin and um, um, and, it, and it takes off from there. But um, there's like a group of women and it's Angelina, Angela Bassett, Lena Hetty, I pronounce her name, Hetty? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Carla Giugino um, and Karen Gillan, I think kind of plays the, the lead one. But like you said, um, it's kind of fun and 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 uh, adventurous, but yeah, it just it lacks something. So. 
yeah. So I'd say those two were the ones that kind of did it for me, but they didn't do enough. Right. Um, and then the single show I had in the D category, I kind of have it at a D plus because I really enjoyed the beginning and then it just unraveled, spiraled out of control, was this season of American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Murphy gave us two stories within one season. So we had Red Tide was part one, and then Death Valley was part two. Um, Red Tide did some very interesting things. Um, I love the allegory of like uh, talent and fame and people being literal bloodsuckers for it. Like that was that was brilliant. Um, But the ending sort of went left and just left you feeling a little dejected. Right, right. And of course, part two ascended with this alien story some teens who camp out in Death Valley or whatever and are abducted and it's supposed to be like these aliens have been here throughout the years so different incidents and stuff is being contributed to their their doing it was just a little too wacky like yeah. I maybe that horror works for certain horror fans but to me it just came off really corny and not scary so I gave up after the first episode I, yeah, I watched the first episode. And, yeah, then I was I was done. So, um, I watched a bit more TV than I usually did. Um, but I'll keep this quick because it's really just three. But um, for me, which we call it didn't hit. Um, I know what you did last summer. Mm. For uh, who was it? Amazon. It was Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it wasn't it. They just kind of try to stay on this edgy teen thing. And I remember reading an article a while back that said that um, they try to said that Amazon Prime's like attempt to make Euphoria, uh, and it makes so much sense when you watch it. It's just not there. Like it's, oh wow! Yeah, there's because all right when we had those movies, they were sexually provocative, but. They were still horror movies. This one just seems all over the place, and it's it's it just wasn't good. Um, then Chucky on Sci-Fi, I gave that one some good reviews earlier this year, and while it was good, it was kind of um, it was just weird. It was just it's a strange story um, and how it played out with Chucky kind of befriending this boy and trying to turn him into a killer and. I mean, it was fun and entertaining, but it kind of uh, wore out its welcome or like lost its kind of shine partway through. Mm. But it was good. And it's, I, maybe it's just me, but once shows, horror shows leave like uh, October, they, they, at least to me, they kind of lose their like. Uh, right. It, it's hard to. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to keep I mean, that thing going. Right, exactly. Like, I'm not trying to watch horror shows around um, the time of, uh, you know, by the time of Thanksgiving. And then um, the other one, 
would be uh, Nine Perfect Strangers from Hulu. Mm. And I think this one kind of suffered from coming out, I, w- I want to say maybe a month or so after White Lotus ended on the, uh, White Lotus on HBO. So this is the one with Nicole Kidman and she's like this guru who lives at this high-end resort and tries to help people with their problems. And, there's a lot of good scenes and a lot of good actors and actresses, but it, it just fell short to me, for me. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I heard there are a lot of good performances, but people are very mixed on the show itself. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was decent, but yeah, it, it didn't seem like it had a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, that completes our D list for the year on our report card. Next week, we'll move on to this year's content that we decided that did the bare minimum. They might have, they came to class and did the homework. All the homework may have been a scene below, but they might miss some some assignments, um, may have been tardy, those sort of things. Um, And those will be our are uh, topics that get C's. C's still get degrees. So, um, before we get out of here, what are you streaming for the weekend? Um, Okay, so I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it, but The Power of the Dog on Netflix, I I have no clue what it's about. I think it's a Western. I know it stars Benedict Cumberbatch and, uh, oh, Lord Jesus. Kirsten Dunst is in it, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, check that out. That's on Netflix. Um, Adrian on um, HBO. I think I talked about a little bit. She was a director, Adrian Shelley, who was killed um, when she was fairly young. Yeah. And so this documentary talks about her life and her work and kind of you know, who she was. And then I spoke about it last week trying to start it, but I didn't. Hannah on Amazon Prime. And that one's about the young girl who is like a trained ass kicker. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to check that out. All right. For me, um, Friday, Prime releases the film Encounter. This is with Riz Ahmed. Um, sort of like the, what do you call it? Um, natural disaster action thriller type right. film where he's trying to save his two sons from an uh, pending disaster, but I don't think everything's as what it seems. So it looks pretty good. And then Netflix has a Korean series called Hellbound that I've been meaning to start. So I'm trying to get more into the foreign content on this on this platform. Um, so yeah. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of Is It Streamable Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, review, and rate us on April Apple Podcasts. It helps boost the show. And uh, please listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, keep on streaming. This has been It's a Streamable Life, a podcast chronicling life in a peak entertainment era. Listen, share, rate, and subscribe weekly on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get Streamable Life.